Father, we bless you today. We thank you for this privilege and this opportunity to gather together as a family of believers. We pray now that as your word goes forth, it will find fertile ground in the hearts and minds of your people so that we would be more than just hearers of your word, that we would be doers as well. We give you the glory and the honor now and ask you to have your way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When does a thank you mean the most? For many people, a thank you is a simple sign that you've got good home training. That you know when somebody does something for you or you benefit from something that somebody has done, it's just right and proper to say thank you. But, but when do you get to a place where the gratitude is so great, thank you is just not big enough? Especially when you go through something major in life. I mean, think about it for a moment. When you get through a tough stretch, a tough time, whether it's mental physical, emotional, or spiritual, how do you typically respond first? Uh, in the midst of a struggle, in the midst of a trial or tribulation, uh, do you typically get depressed? Start feeling sorry for yourself? Do you seek sympathy from other people? Do you get angry feeling like life has been unfair? Or do you understand that whether you are in the midst of what you're going through or other, on the other side of going through, the best, most biblical response you can give to anything you're facing in life is an attitude of gratitude. Learning how to say thank you. See, what many of us fail to realize is that an ungrateful heart really becomes the field in which the seed of sin begins to germinate and produce ungodly fruit. Look at Romans 1.21. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. True gratitude, I mean the most appreciative gratitude you can give, shows up on the other side of life's most challenging and difficult times. I mean, when you have gone through something, when you have been through something, it is at that moment that God wants you to celebrate the one who has brought you out. And in our text today, God shows us the response of one man, 
one man who reveals what many of us forget. That when we go through and when we come out of whatever it is we have come out of, our first response should always be to stop and give God praise. Today, for a few moments, I want to talk to you from the thought, giving thanks on the other side of tough times. Giving thanks on the other side of tough times. If you have your outlines, would you say amen? If you need an outline, raise your hand and the ushers will get one to you. Three things I want you to see today out of the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, and some tangential verses that I hope and pray will give you some insight into how to become more thankful in your life, not only in the midst of what you're going through, but after you come through. Here's the first thing. Number one. If you are going to give God thanks on the other side of tough times, you must recognize that giving thanks to God must be your priority. Giving thanks to God must be your priority. Now, let me give you a background for those of you who may not be familiar with this story. And those of you who are familiar, let me just give you some reminder highlights. The Bible says that Jesus is on his way on his appointed route, and he is between Samaria and Galilee. The Samaritans were those who were the sworn enemies of the Jews. The Jews didn't like them. They didn't like the Jews. They're north of Jerusalem, and he's making his way back down to God's appointed path for his life on his way to Calvary. And the Bible says 10 lepers get together. They form a choir in crisis. Because they sing out together and cry to Jesus from a distance. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They knew they were not allowed to come close enough to him to touch him for fear that their uncleanness would result in their death. So from a safe distance, they cry out to the Lord. And they say to God, God, we see our need. And God, we need you to meet our need. Lord, Master, have mercy on us. And the Bible says that Jesus heard them and said to them in verse 14, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Let me just throw this in for free. This is not even part of the sermon. But it's amazing how many times God's blessings show up on the other side of our obedience. The Bible says they stood there crying to Jesus, unclean. They were lepers. They were outcasts from society. Couldn't be around their family, couldn't be around their friends, couldn't work jobs. They were unclean. And the Bible says when the Lord spoke to them and said, go show yourselves to the priest, there was only one reason to go show yourselves to the priest, and that was so you could get a certificate of cleanliness. So you could go back to your prior life before you contracted leprosy. And the Bible says Jesus told them to go show themselves to the priest in their unclean state. And as they went, the Bible says they were cleansed. You know, it's amazing how many times we want God to do what we want him to do as a condition for our obedience. 
God, if you do this, then I'm going to do what you told me to do. And God says, no, I've already told you enough to do that you haven't done that you need to do in order to get you to get from me what you want from me. God says we have to learn how to obey him and then watch him move in the midst of our obedience. Bible says they were cleansed and then one of them turned back. They all recognized their need. They all showed humility. They all cried for mercy. They all believed and obeyed and they all experienced a level of healing. But the Bible says only one person on the other side of that great calamity made their way to Jesus. And the Bible says, when he saw he was healed, look at verse 15, he came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. And this man was a Samaritan. Now, I told you the Samaritans were the enemies of the Jews. So the last person that would have come to a Jew to express gratitude would be a Samaritan. But I submit to you that maybe the Samaritan understood something, that while they were great enemies of the nation of Israel, he also understood that being a great enemy, that just made the blessing that much bigger. Because he knew he had gotten something from Jesus that he didn't deserve, that he never would have gotten from anybody else. And the Bible says he came and said to Jesus, praise God, he worshiped him, and he began to thank him. That word for thank, thanking literally means to be grateful or to express gratitude towards. Have you ever experienced something that was so great that thank you just didn't seem to be enough? Like you said thank you, and, and then you said thank you again, and it was like, man, if you could come up with two words bigger to express how you really felt, because this is like thank you on steroids, right? He, he comes back and tells the Lord, thank you. And watch this. Don't miss this. Write this down somewhere. I want you to look at the relationship between gratitude to God and the worship of God. Gratitude to God and your worship of God. See, I submit to you today that many of you have a worship problem because you have a gratitude problem. See, it's hard to worship God and give him the praise he deserves when you don't realize that your blessings have come from God. If you think you are responsible for your blessings, then why you want to give anybody else any credit? Why do you want to give anybody else any glory? Here's the second thing I submit to you. The fervency of his praise was related to the seriousness of his answered prayer. How many of you pray fervently? What does it take to make you pray for real? I'm talking about beyond now I lay me down to sleep. I'm talking about beyond God is great. God, I'm talking about really praying. What does it take to get some of you to pray? Unscheduled prayers. Unsolicited prayers. Inconvenient prayers. What does it take to get you to pray? 
What hardship, what calamity, what disaster does it take to get you to really pray? Now watch this. When you pray that kind of prayer, do you praise with the same intensity that you pray? See, I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, okay, maybe not you, the person next to you, I submit to you that if they are like most people, they pray way more fervently than they praise. Matter of fact, we so busy praying that even when God does answer the prayer, many times we don't realize it, recognize it, or stop to celebrate it because we're too busy asking God for the next thing we need from him. Woo, show God that worked out. All right, Lord, here's, here's the next thing I got on the list. I gave you a list of 10. I got nine more to go. Oh, wait a minute. My baby done added two more to that list. All right. When do we stop to just say thank you? When do we stop? I mean, listen, if, if the surgery was life-threatening, do you praise God on the other side of the surgery like you never had the rest of your life. Are you following me? Do, do you really honor him? Do you make it your priority to say, before I ask you for anything else, before I complain about anything else I don't have, Lord, I'm going to make it a priority to thank you right now for what you have done. May not be what I want, but I'm going to praise you until I get what I want. I'm going to thank you right now for where I am and then praise you all the way from where I am to where you want me to be. Because watch this, unexpressed gratitude equals ungratefulness. Unexpressed gratitude equals ungratefulness. Don't say you appreciate what God has done and you never stop to say thank you. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Let's read it together. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Underline that phrase, in everything. Not just after everything, in everything. You say, but wait a minute, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. What do I have to be thankful for? You have to learn how to be thankful for the fact that God whether or not you plan to go through it is keeping you in it and will keep you through it to bring you out of it. But praise will put you on the path to healing and wholeness quicker than anger and bitterness ever will. Hebrews 13, 15, Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise. To God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Here's the second thing. Number two, giving thanks to God must be personal. Giving thanks to God is not only to be your priority. Giving thanks to God must be personal. Verse 17, Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? No one has returned to give glory to God except this foreigner. Ten have been healed, so the record is straight. 
It's not like the other nine didn't get their healing. No, they've been healed just like the other one was healed. But Jesus says only one has returned to give glory to God. That word heal, katharizo, it's where we get the word cathartic from. Uh, to cleanse, to purge, to purify, to make clean. Jesus says, this one who returned to give glory to me has recognized his healing. Now, here's what's important for you to understand. He didn't wait for others to come back. Because we don't know if they ever went back. He understood that because of what God had done for him, he had a personal responsibility to give God praise regardless of the response of those who were around him. How many times do you decide whether or not you're going to praise God based on what's going on around you? Listen, do you have the courage of your blessings? I said the courage of your blessings. To give God praise if nobody else says a word. See, everyone in here, for the most part, looks better than what you've been through in life. If you look like what you're going through right now, Folk would know to stop and lay hands on you right now and start praying. But you can't tell what God has brought us through or what he is bringing us through based on the presence of the praise in this place. Because when you look at us, you would think we've always been here. And we don't have any problems. We don't have any issues. It's all good in the neighborhood, baby. Everything is all right. I don't want to offend somebody around me. What will they think of me? I'm educated. Highly intellectual. I, 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 I wouldn't want anybody to think that I was a common person like not in control of my emotions. I'm disciplined. I don't, I don't want, is anybody else going to praise me? No, no, y'all not going to praise me? I'm not going to say anything either. I don't want to, I don't want to stand out. I don't, I, I don't want anybody looking at, listen, listen, you know what is amazing? I got to tell you all the story. It's amazing. So, so when I came to, to Good Hope, it, everybody knew everybody else. So when there was an amen out of place, everybody would turn to see who the amen was because they knew they wasn't a member because they knew we didn't act like that. You know what I mean? Somebody starts shouting about, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Everybody says, who is that? Visitor that don't know no better. You don't act like that here. At the Good Hope Church, we don't act like that. Sophisticated spiritual people here. We don't act like that. We have a handbell choir. We don't act like that. We do all that common shouting and everything like that. We have, 
world-renowned musicians here, Mr. Glenn Burley and others, write spiritual classics. We don't act like that here. That's going over there on the other side of town for all that foot stomping and tambourining and all. We don't do all of that here. If God has been good to you, if God has brought you through, if God has made a way out of no way, then your praise should be the equivalent of what he's brought you through. And if folk don't understand your praise, that's just because they don't understand what God has brought you through. Uh, that's why the song said, if you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. You wasn't there. You don't know when and you don't know where. If he didn't save your life, don't get mad because I shout because I know he saved mine. If you didn't get delivered from a car accident, don't get mad when I shout because I got delivered and I was in an accident and I should have been dead and gone, sleeping in my grave, but I'm still here right now. Don't get mad at me if I shout because God gave me another chance and you still are learning how to be grateful for your first chance. That Samaritan made his praise personal. Look at Psalm 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Circle that word I and circle that word my. Those personal pronouns. One of identification, one of possession. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be. Be in my, with or without your approval, I will bless the Lord at all times. Look at Psalm 35, verse 28. Then my tongue shall tell of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. 1 Corinthians 6, let's read it together, beginning at verse 19. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. Here's the third and final thing. Number three, giving thanks to God helps you experience more of the power of God in your life. Giving thanks to God helps you experience more of the power of God in your life. Verse 19, and Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Circle that word healed. Your faith has healed you. The King James translation says, and he said unto him, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Now, what's interesting is this word for healed, while it's translated the same in English, is a different word in the original language. I told you the word healed earlier was the word katharizo and talks about being cleansed or being purged, being purified. But this word is the Greek word sozo, 
Somebody said, well, what's the difference? The word sozo is an interesting word. It occurs around 110 times in a variety of contexts in the New Testament. But the most common use is around being saved, being delivered, or finding freedom from the penalty of sin and death. The ten experienced healing from the evidence of sin. That was their leprosy. But when this man comes to give thanks to the Lord, the Bible says Jesus, in seeing his faith and his true heart of gratitude, now provides for him a healing on the inside to help complement the physical healing he received on the outside. Some of y'all didn't get it. Let me put a cord in the meter and park here for a second. Listen. A lot of us coming to the end of the year or the first of the year are going to get our well woman, our well man exams, go to get the doctor checked, have them check you out, give you a thorough screening top to bottom, and give you your bill of health. Right? I still have to go get mine. Typically, I wait until December around my birthday to remind me, get everything checked out. And while thousands and thousands, millions of people will get a physical exam, how many of you know where to go to get a spiritual exam? How many of you even think about your healing and your wholeness spiritually? You may think about eating right physically, but how much time do we spend thinking about eating right spiritually? How much time do we spend thinking about being healed on the inside? See, we're committed to being whole on the outside. But how many people do you know who look good on the outside but are broken on the inside? Their spirits are broken. Their hearts are broken. Their minds are troubled. Because they haven't received the true healing that only comes by faith that is accessed by praise. See, when I thank God for what he has done and I show God that I appreciate what he has done, guess what happens? What, no, no, let me make it real simple. What happens when somebody really appreciates what you give to them? I mean, really appreciates it. Like, oh, my God, man, this is fantastic. This is awesome. Man, I really appreciate it. Man, this is great. Guess what? In your mind, you start thinking, well, is there something else I can give them? <laughs> like if they, if they really, really are grateful and they appreciate this, man, is there another way I can bless them? Because they are showing me through their gratitude that they appreciate what they have received, which means I can bless them and trust them with even more. See, Jesus' statement basically says this. This Samaritan was not just healed physically, he was also healed spiritually. This, this arguably becomes the opening of ministry to the Gentiles. Because you remember, he came unto his own, John chapter 1 tells us, 
and his own received him not, but to as many as received him. To them he gave power to become the sons of God. And so here he is now showing that even a Samaritan can be spiritually healed. Even a Samaritan, one that they would call a dog, can be spiritually healed. That's good news for somebody in here. Because guess what? When somebody else thought you were beyond the reach of God, when somebody else thought God couldn't do anything with you, God couldn't do anything great in your life, anybody in here, can you testify that God did it despite what other folks said, despite what other people thought, despite what other people did? God did it anyway. And can you imagine the Samaritan? Years later, thinking back over his life, listen, nobody would be grateful to have leprosy. But can you imagine this Samaritan looking back over his life, saying to himself, you know what? If it hadn't have been for that leprosy, I never would have met Jesus. If, if I never had been sick, I wouldn't have known him to be a healer, to be a doctor. I, I mean, how many times do you think he reflected on his life and said, you know what? Man, thanks. Thanks be to God that I went through what I went through. Uh, in his book, Seasons Under the Sun, S-O-N, Tim Weissman wrote, the Bible tells us that he, the leper, came back praising Jesus and thanking him. It doesn't say exactly what the man said to him, although it seems obvious that he would have given thanks for healing. But let's take it a step further. I wonder if in some time later, later days, months, or even years, the healed man realized if it weren't for the leprosy, he wouldn't have become a believer. Here's all I need to say to help somebody today. Sometimes our burdens become the road to our blessings. Yeah, if, if you're on the road of burdens right now, don't exit too soon. Because the road of your burdens can lead you to your blessings, to help you know God in a personal way. I want you to think about it for a moment. Think about what you have been through in your life. Think about the difficulties. Think about the trials. Think about the tip tribulations. Think about what it took to get you closer to the Lord. If, if it took that to get you to experience and receive God's best, wasn't it worth it? Yeah. Kind of like the man I told you about on Thanksgiving Day who had cancer, lost his voice for a year, couldn't talk. And he said, on the other side of coming through it, he looked back over his life and he said, if somebody said to him, you could go back and avoid all that you went through. He said, if God said to him, I'll give you back that year of life, cancer free, would you take it? He said, no. He said, because when he looks back over that year that he lost his voice and was fighting cancer, he said he discovered how loving his church family was. He said when he looked back over his life, he discovered that the woman that he had married lived out the vow she made to him in front of the altar. 
He said when he looked back over his life and looked back at that last year, he saw God to be who he had never known God to be before. Wasn't it worth it? And that's all I want you to see today. Wasn't it worth it? Sickness in your body and you had to pray and God brought you to where you are right now. Wasn't it worth it? When you went through and you had to pray for real, for real, like you had never prayed before and God answered your prayers, wasn't it worth it? To find out that God is a heart fixer and a mind regulator, wasn't it worth it? To go through the struggles and to learn that you had to trust and lean and depend on God, wasn't it worth it? To know that even when your month was longer than your money in terms of the balance sheet, God never allowed you to miss a meal, always made a way, wasn't it worth it? When your body was wrapped with pain, wasn't it worth it? When your heart was broken and you didn't think it could be healed, wasn't it worth it? When financial burdens came upon you, wasn't it worth it? Because watch this. You could never say, won't he do it? If you didn't need him to do it and he didn't get it done. Come on, somebody, that's your testimony. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Hey! <laughs> but I could never testify he can do it if I didn't need him to get it done. And somebody in here today, God wants you to learn on the other side of what you go through. Don't put it off. Don't put it off. Don't procrastinate in your praise. Learn how to give them praise right then. Right then. That, that man, I don't know where he was going. He probably was on the way to the priest with the other nine to get his certificate of cleanliness. He probably was ready to go back to his former boss and say, hey, man, you still got my job? I'm ready to come back to work. Probably on his way to his family and say, hey, I can come back in the family now. I'm clean. But before he did anything, he went back and said, Lord, I thank you. If I never had a problem, I wouldn't know you could solve it. God, I thank you. If I had never been sick, I wouldn't know you could heal. If I never needed a way made, I wouldn't know you a way maker. God, I thank you. Let all the people say amen. 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 Father, I bless you right now. We give you glory and we give you praise. Because God, all of us have our individual testimonies as to what we have come through. But God, in the midst of it, we could join together and give you praise. Because of how good you have been, how good you are, and in anticipation of how good you will be. We give you glory and honor right now, and we say thank you. It's in Jesus' name we praise you. Amen. Come on, everybody who can, everybody who will, stand on your feet. Those of you who are streaming with us on today, if you like more